Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates. I am joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guangfuyu and Tian Yu. Today, we will be talking about a very important topic in Chinese football, and it has been all over the headlines in the last few weeks. Of course, this is the appointment of Alexander Yankovic as the head coach of the China national football team. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Um, this appointment—it's a—it's a obviously you know a massive deal for football fans, of course, you know, and um, for the people of China as a whole. But just for you, what do you think of the appointment of Alexander Yankovic um, as the head coach for Team China? Um, yeah, I, I think Yankovic is a um, new chapter for Team China. Not only because it's it's the start of a new round of World Cup qualification, but more importantly. Uh, following the chaos brought by the corruption investigation on so many top Chinese football association officials, including the association president and uh, the former head coach of the national team, Team China now needs someone to step up and say, OK, now it's time to get back to work. Uh, Yankovic is known for his request on the players' discipline, and I think that's exactly what Team China needs right now. Tactics, skills, and the physicality aside, if a team cannot be well disciplined, all other things don't mean anything anymore. Some Chinese players had been criticized by fans for attitude issues.、Um, I remember Yankovic earlier said during his first press conference that his requirements for all the players are the same, which are motivation. Determination and hard work of the players. I, I I can't agree more when he said the players must respect the jersey they wear. Attitude is the bottom line and a problem. Team China needs to solve. I believe Yankovic can make some difference there.、Um, another thing about Yankovic is that he had coached China's U19B team since 2000. 18 before taking charge of the reform, the Chinese U23 squad. He is familiar with、um, with getting along with Chinese players, staff, and the media. He knows outstanding Chinese young lads who can be influential in the two or three years to come. This really gives him some advantage when he takes charge of the national team. Yeah, I think the fact that he's been involved in Chinese football,、um, I think. From 2018, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, and coaching through the youth ranks and being aware of all of the talent that's coming through, I think that's incredibly important. And the statements that he's made about hard work, dedication to the jersey, and that sort of mentality, I think, is very important, you know, for any national football team. So I think bringing in those elements could all play in Yankovic's favor, and of course, the favor of Team China. So I think at this point in time, it is looking like a promising appointment. For you, from your side, what are your thoughts? I think out of a few candidates that were on、uh, the radar of China's football association, Yankovic is the most realistic choice. Since, like you've both mentioned, he has worked with China's youth teams, so both him and、uh, football officials in China know each other well. And he's also affordable, which is an important requirement after a spell of money-driven football in China, where we've seen players arriving at the Chinese Super League with world-record. Fees. 
after um, that glamour and shine, now it's the time for Chinese football to really think about what they should do. And having a less known coach like Yankovic, who keeps a rather low profile, may not be a bad thing. Apart from some some of the requirements. He sets for Chinese players. He is also known for his strictness.、Uh, he has very strict rules, such as requiring his players to show up for breakfast before eight and controlling their body fat at below ten percent. Chinese football fans have criticized their players for being out of shape. So, if they are not well self-disciplined, Yankovic will have some extra training tasks for these players, and they. Don't have a choice because if they don't meet that ten percent threshold, they don't get to play. Yankovic said it's not his standard; it applies anywhere in football in the world.、Uh, we know that Cristiano Ronaldo, who almost became infamous for his self-discipline, has a body fat of seven percent. There's few players in the world who could keep up with his routine. It makes me wonder: Do you think? The ten percent requirement is too much to ask. Look, I think every coach has the right to set standards that he believes is best for himself and for the team. So I'm sure that he is an, a strict coach, and you know his methods might be deemed too strict for some people. But I think looking at international football and the the requirements of players and the fitness levels that need to be kept, I think it's a fairly realistic target. But that being said, you know.、Mm. Fitness and body fat percentage aren't necessarily intrinsically linked, so I think that more of an emphasis should be placed on match fitness and the ability to, you know, be able to play at a really high level for long periods of time. But yeah, I think you know, just having that attitude of you know discipline,、um, dedication to the badge, dedication to the goal, and setting standards, you know, not just for one or two individuals, but for the entire team as a whole. I think that could potentially bring the players together,、um, you know, and they can work towards a common goal, you know, not just body fat percentages or fitness levels, but you know, just to set standards that can bring them success going forward into the future. So yeah, I think it does seem quite harsh for outsiders, but I think、mm-hmm. look, look, if you're a professional footballer and you're wanting to represent your national team, I think you need to be bringing your A game. And I think having a coach that kind of flies under the radar, doesn't put all of the emphasis on himself, but sets high standards for his squad, I think that can only be a good thing for Team China. Tianyu, your thoughts about the appointment of Yankovic and the statements that he's made in his initial days as head coach of Team China? Yeah,、uh, honestly, after being a fan for the Chinese football team for so many years, and just seeing your hope for the team from surging to fading away. I've decided not to have high expectations for this new coach, as I believe most Chinese football fans won't either. Over the past five years, we have seen three coaches trying to lead Team China out of the mire that they were stuck in, but none of their attempts have worked out. And even Marcello Lippi couldn't save the Chinese team. So I would say it's not about a single coach. I don't think changing a single coach would bring too much of a change to the team. But just looking at the new coach Alexander Yankovic's coaching career,、uh, as Yang Guang and Fu Yu said, he has been coaching the youth team for China for five years before his promotion. So I think his experience in China must have made him pretty familiar with the Chinese players, especially those young players. And I think that's a great asset for Yankovic to be able to coach the national team. 
and it would help him a lot when picking up the players. And as Fuyu said, Jankovic had some strict rules and standards for the players. He said he won't field players with a body fat rate of over 10%. I think it's actually a good thing for him to bring that up. Chinese players in general can't compete with European players in terms of physical strength. And also we don't have the excellent techniques like Japanese or South Korean players do. What we should have is stronger physical power and stamina to compete with these players. So encouraging these uh, Chinese players to improve their percentage of muscles, in my opinion, is very necessary and important for the team to get better. And also, more importantly, I agree with uh, what Yang Guang said. It's not, not only about the requirement on physical strength. It's also about bringing discipline and positive attitude to the whole squad. And just like what uh, Eric Ten Hag did to Manchester United, I think the biggest change that Ten Hag brought to the Red Devils is that he set the rules and regulations for the players and strictly carry out these rules. You know, after the joining of Ten Hag, you can clearly see that the team is playing in a more organized way. Even though they just lost to Liverpool by quite a large margin in the league, we can still see the improvements the team has made in this season. And that's what I hope Jankovic can bring to the current squad. I think improving the discipline, the strength and fitness um, is critical for any national team. And I think that is something that Team China will definitely benefit from. I also think, you know, the past experiences of just bringing in a, a national coach that has, you know, a lot of fame and success with other teams in the past, I don't necessarily think that is the solution for any national team. I think you need someone that understands the culture of the country, the backgrounds of the players, um, you know, and a lot of the the ongoings off the field that could potentially have an impact on the field. And I think Jankovic could be that man because he has been involved with Chinese football for such a lengthy period in time, and especially with young and up-and-coming players, which I think is the most important uh, factor because he w- would have had a hand in shaping their um, progression into the national team. So I think his selection is quite a shrewd selection. I think it is maybe um, unexpected for some people. Um, and it's not a star name. You know, he does, like Yang Wang said, he kind of flies under the radar and is quite low profile. But that could be something that could benefit the national team and take the pressure off the coach's shoulders and, you know, just kind of place all of the emphasis on what happens on the training fields and, you know, on the game days. So, it's a very interesting appointment, and I think it could prove to be quite successful. And we know that Jankovic has set really high standards for, um, you know, the squad players in terms of their um, health and fitness and body fat percentages, etc. But he's also set some quite impressive um, team goals go- looking into the future for um, the Chinese national team. And his biggest goal Um, is to lead China to the 2026 FIFA World Cup Finals, as he stated in this audio that we're going to play for you now. I prefer to talk about targets and talk about uh, setting the standards to lead us to the target. So uh, even we talk about the general target, and this is the World Cup. We have Asian Cup also in between with all the the respect for the competition to approach the first group stage and then go step by step later. Um, For you... 
what do you think about um, Jankovic's goal of leading China to the 2026 FIFA World Cup finals? Do you believe that it's a realistic target? Yes, I definitely think it's achievable, although some people are not optimistic about it. Uh, one reason why I believe there's hope is because uh, it's because of Jankovic's strictness in players' routines. Um, I think he will help players get used to high-intensity training and maintain a healthy lifestyle, which will benefit not only this current squad, but Chinese football in the long run. Um, and, and I think it will also make sure the squad is always in top shape. Um, the new coach also said qualifying for the 2026 World Cup, it's something you have to say it to believe it. Um, and he's chosen for this task, for reaching the World Cup in North America. So we will expect him to have all the support to prioritize that goal. Um, one other thing that's important, whether it's Jankovic or anyone coach or anyone taking charge of China's national team um, is China is reflecting on its past failures and successes. And it is seriously wanting to find out where the problems are. Um, in the past, they may have believed top coaches such as Marcello Lippi is the key to success. But now they've realized that winning a World Cup or in China's case, reaching a World Cup is the hard work of generations of football players. So even if Jankovic ends up not taking China into the next World Cup, he must the first foreigner to take charge of the national team after the bubble has burst, um, after an era where money doesn't buy success in China. Um, it signals a new era in Chinese football and also the development of its culture, because we know Chinese football turned professional rather late compared to the elite football leagues. So there's still a long way to go for football to really go on a healthy and sustainable style of development. Yeah, look, I think it's a fairly realistic goal. Um, I think it's something that's achievable, and there's definitely some time to do that. And I think... Um, you know, setting a goal early on and verbalizing it and, you know, getting it into the minds of the players and the fans, you know, in China and around the world, um, I think is a very important statement made by Jankovic and time will tell if it will be achieved. And of course, as uh, fans of the Chinese national football team, we of course hope that those goals are achieved. Yang Guang, do you think they will be? Um, I think 2026 is um, the best chance for China to reach the World Cup since 2002 uh, when China first made it into the tournament finals. Um, the 2026 World Cup will for the first time have 48 teams competing and Asia will obtain at least 8 quotas of tournament entry and compared to 4.5 from the last World Cup in Qatar, mathematically and it means China's chances of reaching the World Cup are almost doubled. But um, look at where China stands in the Asian charts. In the latest FIFA rankings, China is in 11th position in the continent. China would still miss the World Cup if this qualification um, ends with uh, similar standings. So, so China needs to improve. Uh, to keep the World Cup hopes alive. Staying at the same level means going backwards. Uh, last year, we saw how fast Vietnam, a team China used to beat easily, can grow after years of young players nurturing, and they defeated China 
uh, in the World Cup qualifiers last year. I would not say making it into the World Cup is a target too distant for Team China, but at least for now, we're not there, and、uh, there are some hills to climb. Hopefully, Yankovic can make some changes in this process, but more importantly, Chinese players need to push for their own limits to make it happen. Tianyu,、um, Yang Guang has mentioned that the Chinese national football team has to improve their results、um, and just overall play in order to achieve that goal of getting to the 2026 FIFA World Cup finals. So, with that in mind, what do you make of the current Chinese squad? And do you think China should keep the naturalization policy to introduce more overseas-born players into the squad? Yeah, in the 24-player roster that the Chinese team has just announced, we can still see a lot of familiar names. Players like、uh, Zhang Lingpeng, Wu Xi, and Wu Lei are no longer young and are already in their 30s. And the only new faces in the squad are Lin Liaoming and Chen Pu, who are also the youngest players in the team, and they are about to turn 27 years old. I think that's actually a problem that Yankovic and the whole team needs to deal with. We need to refresh the squad with more new blood. The average age of this squad has reached 30 years old, and I think that's not healthy for the team. We should have more young players and give these、uh, youngsters more time. Considering there are many under 23 players who are currently training outside the country to prepare for the Asian Games. It's acceptable for Yankovic to field so many experienced players in the team, but I think there are also some other young players who are playing in the Chinese Super League that deserves his attention. The likes of Zhong Yihao,、uh, Huang Zichang, and Gao Zhuanyi. I think these players are performing quite good in the league and might be good options for the current squad. As for the naturalization policy, I think. Incorporating talented foreign players into the Chinese team might sound like a shortcut to improving the team's performance, but I don't think it's a long-term approach. I think it、uh, it will, as it will cost a lot of money, and also choosing someone who is eligible for the team is also pretty hard. I would say we should still focus on improving our youth training system and cultivating our own players. I think even though it will take a long time for the efforts to finally pay off. It's much better than simply introducing more overseas players. For you, what are your thoughts on the current naturalization policy? Do you echo、uh, Tianyu's opinions, or do you do you come from a different perspective? Yeah, about naturalization, I think there's nothing wrong with naturalizing players as long as it's by mutual consent. But similar to what Tianyu said, I don't expect them to deliver immediate results. Take the last group of naturalized players as an example. Only few of them remain, and some of them didn't even earn a call up. And、um, relying on naturalized players to reach the World Cup, like Tianyu said, is a is a short time solution. They are not the savior of Chinese football, and it doesn't mean the end of the efforts、um, and hard work, even if. China did reach the World Cup. I think the selection of players for the national team should follow a sustainable approach, and there should be a fair competition among naturalized and local players. They should be selected based on their、um, performance, and、um, naturalized players shouldn't enjoy any privilege just because. 
China has invested more resources in recruiting them. Yang Guang, with um, the appointment of Yankovic, who's obviously come through, um, you know, the youth coaching ranks setup. Um, do you think that his appointment will have an impact on that naturalization policy? Um, yeah, uh, talking about the naturalization policy, I thought it was a it was a good option for Team China in its um, in its World Cup qualification campaign last year because they naturalized the players mostly. Uh, Brazilian-born players like Nikerson, Arlen, uh, Lugufu, they really boasted the um, weak spots of the team in terms of individual skills, penetration abilities. But unfortunately, uh, they didn't really form a good chemistry with the rest of the team. It seemed like um, a separate group of players um, and the controversially coach Li Tie didn't really field these players in some key encounters. I do believe... Team China can continue to benefit with the current naturalized players on the pitch. Uh, Jiang Guangtai is now the number one choice in China's center backs. Uh, Aikusen still offers great attacking power with his shooting techniques and uh, playmaking skills. Plus, and as you mentioned, with the with the foreign coach now taking charge, I think it's his communication, Yankovic's communication with the naturalized players would be more effective and their roles in the squad can be more precise. Uh, however, as Fuyu and Tianyu mentioned in the long run, um, I think the naturalization policy should fade out, or at least it should be adjusted um, to introducing overseas-born players with Chinese parents only. Yes, naturalizing of foreign players is useful in upgrading the immediate strength of the team, but it's not a consistent method. More importantly, uh, we should focus on cultivating our own lads in, instead of hiring pure mercenaries. Japan used to adopt naturalization policy as well, but their priority was still on nurturing young players, and that's why they're so good now. It's a path uh, China needs to take very urgently. Speaking of short, uh, short-term and long-term goals and, you know, bringing in young players, um, you know, uh, Yang Guang, looking at um, Chinese football as a whole, are there any promising young players that you've seen that could make a difference to the Chinese national team um, going into the future? Um, yeah, there are some names that can be game-changers in the future. Uh, for example, Zhu Chenjie from Shanghai is the first player born after 2000 that have been selected in the Chinese national team. He is now a solid partner with Jiang Guangtai as China's centre-backs. And um, um, there are also some players from Xinjiang, like um, Aferdin Asker and uh, Mutalif Yiming Kak. Uh, they are performing really well in the U20 national team lately. In the U20 Asian Cup, these names can be can be well recognized in the future. Tianyu, do you agree with um, some of the names that Yang Guang has picked out to be potential future stars um, going forward? And are there any other names that we may have missed out on? Yeah, as Yang Guang mentioned, uh, China beat defending champions Saudi Arabia 2-0 in the group stage of the AFC U20 Asian Cup. Actually, I didn't expect the team to give me any surprise before the game, but I was really happy to see the rising of some really talented young players. The two forwards from Xinjiang were really shining throughout the whole game. Mutalipu, as uh, Yang Guang mentioned, scored a goal and also had an assist, 
He had some great passing combinations with his teammates, and the number seven player Ifair Ding was undoubtedly the highlight of the game. He showed some great techniques and dribbling skills during the game, and delivered multiple key passes. And most importantly, you can see him still pressing forward actively until the very end of the game. I think that is exactly what the current Chinese squad needs desperately. We don't need to control the ball all the time, and we can even give up our ball position, and the game won't be beautiful. But what matters is that we can seize every single chance during our counter attacks and win the game. I think these Chinese boys have been perfectly carrying out their duties in the game, and I believe those young boys can make a difference in the future for the Chinese team. And let's wish them good luck in the remaining games in the AFC U20 Asian Cup. Yes, we will definitely be wishing them the very best of luck, and of course, we will also be wishing Alexander Yankovic the very best of luck as the new head coach for Team China. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we will see you then. 